Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please, don't turn that dial. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. At the moment of our death, we are set upon the path that leads us to our final destination. For some, this path leads into the light. But for the wretched souls who descend down into the darkness, their path leads them here. The Gristmill. where pain begins and never ends. Would you like to be able to control the future? You may be able to if you find the right objects to use. The most common of objects may hold the most uncommon of powers. And so we give you the appointment book. I am Inspector 12, and this is the Gristmill. If I'd found it, would I still be looking around the freaking apartment? Jeez, why did I ever marry that idiot? I, I was wondering that myself. Yeah, it must have been for your great body. Sure as hell wasn't for your intelligent conversation. I'm not the one who lost his appointment book. <laughs> I told you never to talk back to me. I'm sorry. I was just trying... You know, that's your whole problem, Rachel. You just try. You never do. You try to cook. You try to clean. But you never do either of those things. That's the difference between the two of us. You're a trier. I'm a doer. That's why I'm up for promotion and you're a housewife. But I thought you wanted me to stay at home. I thought this is what we'd planned. Your parents wanted this. I promised them I'd take care of you. And we all know you haven't made the best decisions in your life. Take that former boyfriend of yours. That one who was was a, a bartender. Ralph? Yeah, Ralph. He was trying to be a writer, wasn't he? Yes. See, that's what I'm saying. He was trying to be a writer. Now, where is he now? Exactly. I'm a doer, and I make over $100,000 a year working for the ad agency, which allows you to live in this spacious apartment. Now, speaking of the agency, if I don't leave, I'm going to be late. And I can't afford that with my promotion on the line. Now, where's my briefcase? Next to the front door. Now, while I'm gone, I want you to find that appointment book. I'll try. Damn it! Didn't you listen to a single thing I just told you? Find it!
Hello? Did you find the appointment book? Not yet. Why not? What the hell have you been doing all day? Watching television? No, I've been looking all over the place for it. Are you sure you even brought it home? Are you talking back to me again? If you are, you'll be sorry the moment I get home. You understand me? Yes, Death. Well, call me the second you find it. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I'm living in hell and there's nothing I can do about it. I had my chance with Ralph. And I threw it away. All because of what my parents wanted for me. Security. But money isn't everything. It can't be. Today on Good Morning Chicago, we have local author Ralph Bonaventure. Mr. Bonaventure has recently set Hollywood buzzing with the news his two scripts have started a vicious bidding war and rumors of Academy Award nominations. Mr. Bonaventure, welcome to the show. Oh my God, Ralph. Hello? Rachel, it's your mother. Mother, I'm kind of busy right now. I'm sure you are. I just called to tell you to turn on Good Morning Chicago. You'll never guess who's on the show. I know, Mother. It's Ralph. I'm watching it right now. I'll call you back later. To what do you credit your phenomenal success, Mr. Bonaventure? It all comes from love. Love? Love for what you do. I love writing. I love movies. It was only natural that I write movies. So I worked hard, and now here I am, doing what I love and getting paid a great deal of money for it. And what about love in your everyday life? Right now, I'm a bachelor. I just haven't had time for a social life. Besides, I was in love once. I just don't believe there's much of a chance of that kind of love occurring twice in my lifetime. Perhaps I'm wrong, but at this point in my life, I'm content with just being a screenwriter. Thank you for being with us today, Mr. Bonaventure. Would you mind returning after the Academy Awards to let us know what your next project is? I'd be more than happy to. Information, may I help you? I'd like the phone number for the Good Morning Chicago Studios in Chicago, Illinois. Would you like the number or immediately connect it? Connect me, please. Please hold. Is this Rachel Ingalls? Ralph? Is it really you? Yes, it's me. I never expected to hear from you. How have you been? I... I... Are you free for lunch? I'll be in Chicago overnight, and then it's off to St. Louis for another television appearance. I don't know when I'll be back in town, and it'd be great to see you again. I'm married now. Okay, but you still eat lunch, don't you? Yes. We could, um, we could talk about old times. Sure. It'd be wonderful just to talk with someone who wasn't sitting in front of a microphone for a change. How's the Castle Deli sound? They have a great outdoor patio, and it's supposed to be a beautiful summer day. That sounds wonderful. I have an errand to run. How does 1.30 sound? Sounds great. I look forward to seeing you, Rach. 1.30 then. Ralph, it's good to know your dreams come true. I really am happy for you. Rachel! 
Rachel, over here! I was beginning to think you weren't coming. It's nearly two o'clock. I... I didn't know for sure that I would come. I really shouldn't be doing this, Ralph. I'm a married woman. You're right. Imagine the scandal if someone were to find out that you and I ate lunch together. We'd never be able to hold our heads up in polite society again. People would always point at us and stare and say, Look, there goes the two lunch eaters. Don't let your children stand too close to them. <laughs> that sounds more like the Rachel I know. Well, I'm not. There have been a lot of changes in my life. From where I sit, you look even more beautiful today than you did the day when you, uh, you know. <laughs> it's wonderful for you to say so, but I'm sure it's not true. It is true. You should see yourself through my eyes. It's been a long time since anyone, any man has spoken to me that way. But I'm sure you don't want to hear about my problems. Besides, I want to hear all about you and how you sold your scripts. Are you sure, Rachel? I don't mind. Your happiness always came first with me. Ralph, please, don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Now I want to hear about you. Well, that's not going to happen. I know there's something wrong in your life. You would never used to wear heavy makeup. What are you trying to cover? Nothing. Methinks the lady doth answer too quickly. Tell me the truth. He beats you, doesn't he? Yes. But only when he's on edge. He's all right when things are running smoothly. It's just that he's been under a lot of pressure lately. He's up for promotion and I don't... Do you hear yourself? You're making excuses for this loser. He's not a loser. He makes over $150,000 a year. Oh, and we know how important that is. You know money never meant anything to me. I know. It was important to your parents. They wanted you hooked up with a guy who would take care of you financially. To them, that was success. Never mind how he treated you as long as the billfold was always full. That's not fair. Isn't it? Am I wrong? When we were dating, I could see how your parents looked at me whenever I mentioned my writing. By the way, what do they think now? My mother called this morning to tell me to watch you on television. I don't know what she thought. Well, let them know. Never mind. I promised myself I'd never be petty. Rachel, how much do you really want to end this problem? You can't be. You can't be saying what I think you're saying. Huh? What? No, God no. You didn't think I meant have him bumped off, did you? <laughs> For crying out loud, Rachel. Do you think success has changed me that much? No, of course not. Well, I, I didn't know for sure. I'm getting so desperate. I don't know what he'll be capable of next. You could come away with me. He'd follow me. You don't know this man. He doesn't like to lose at anything. Rach, if I were to tell you something unbelievable, would you believe me? What is it? I can show you how to change your life. I can show you how I changed mine. But you're not going to find it easy to believe. Go on. When you broke up with me three years ago, I didn't know what to do. I buried myself in my writing. I sold a short story here and there, but nothing noteworthy. I had two screenplays. 
they were slowly being rejected by every agent in California. Then, I found the curio shop. And? It was a little antique shop like the ones we used to go to when we were together. I found it on Clark near Fullerton Street here in Chicago. I was looking for old copies of Police Blotter magazine. You know, for my collection. <laughs> I can't believe you still collect those things. <laughs> I told you those lousy stories help encourage me to keep writing. But I found something in that curio shop that completely eclipsed my entire magazine collection. What was it? Wait. You have to hear about the shop. I've never seen it before. I've been in that area dozens of times. I've been to all the stores along those two streets. I know them forward and backward, and Rachel, I swear to you, I'd never seen this place before in my life. Maybe it had just opened. If you'd seen the shop, you'd never say that. It looked as if it had been there for years, and there was a reason I'd never seen it before. What was that? Because it had never been there before. It had to be a new shop, but it didn't look like a new shop. What was it like? Inside, the place was poorly lit. I figured they might be trying to scam people into buying inferior material by keeping the lights low, you know? Anyway, I went in and started looking around. Did you find anything? Yes. I found even more strangeness. The moment I walked into the store, the sole employee, a little old man, looked at me and said, you're a writer. How did he know? I don't know. At first I thought he was talking to someone else, but there was no one else in the shop and he wouldn't tell me how he knew it when I asked him. All he did was walk to the shelf, take something off and motion back to the counter. He put the thing in a bag and handed it to me. What was it? It's something that'll bring you success with your writing. Or at least that's what the old man told me. What was it? It was an appointment book. What is it? What's wrong? Nothing. Go ahead with the story. How can an appointment book help you with your writing? The old man told me I could plan out the rest of my life with it, but there were some rules I had to follow. I had to promise never to return to the shop, no matter what happened. If I had good luck with the appointment book, great. But if the luck was sour, too bad. I made the promise, and the old man told me that whatever I wrote in the appointment book would come true. And that's how you became a successful screenwriter. Well, I'd like to think it was my talent, but I don't know. I wrote a few things in the appointment book, and the next thing I know, Hollywood is knocking down my door. But there were some stipulations. I had to write clear and concise requests. Anything that could be interpreted in more than one way could prove dangerous. Okay, okay, I've heard enough, Ralph. I'm sorry I dumped you three years ago, but this is cruel. Playing this kind of a trick on me. I know I'm gullible, but I can't possibly believe... I'm not making it up. I have the appointment book right here in my jacket pocket. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> That's it. It's an old brown appointment book. <laughs> I thought... I thought... I don't know what I thought. You thought it would somehow look... Magical? Well, yeah. If I'm going to believe this nonsense, I guess maybe I did. I thought there'd be something distinctive about it. It took me some getting used to. Let me see it. Here. You're telling me you can write the word bestseller in your appointment book, and when the day arrives, you sell a best-selling book? No. Good. 
because I'd have to call the men in white coats and make a reservation for a suite at the How Weird Johnson's. Actually, I should have said not exactly. You have to be more specific. You can't just write the word bestseller on a date. The appointment book might think I intend to buy a bestseller. <laughs> You're crazy. Am not. Want me to prove it? Don't you think you have to? Let me have the book back. Here, take a look at this. That doesn't prove a thing, Ralph. All it says is we agreed to have lunch today. Fine. It's almost 2.30. The, the appointment calendar days are divided into 15 minutes. I can pinpoint the exact time I want something to happen. What would you like to happen at 2.30? How about world peace? Okay. But remember, you have to be precise. How do you want peace to be brought about? A nuclear war could wipe out all of life on the planet and bring peace. Or a plague. Or perhaps history is altered and mankind never evolves at all. I see what you mean. Should I stick to something simple? Yes, that would be much safer. How about we get the waitress to drop a customer's order? Fine. And then she can get fired and her husband will leave her and her children will have to go hungry and... All right, I get it, I get it. What should I write? Stick to something you want to happen to you. Something small, something simple, unimportant. So no lottery winnings or free trips to Bermuda? Right. Then how about I find a dollar bill? Sounds good. I'll just pencil in, Rachel finds a dollar bill in the 2.30 spot for this afternoon. Now what? Well, it's not going to fall from the sky. At least, I don't think it will. Well, let's have a look around then, shall we? Oh. My. God. Find something under the table, Rachel? You! You dropped this under the table, didn't you? How could I know what you'd choose? All right. Fine. I can see how this thing helped you, but how can it possibly work for me? Can't turn back time, can it? No, but it can change your future. What are you saying? I'm giving the appointment book to you. You can't. You need it. I don't. At least not anymore. You take it. I want you to use it to change your life. Make it better. But I can't. I don't... I don't know. Do what you have to with the book. Just remember to be precise. Use simple, clear language. Focus what you want to happen on exact targets. If it works, what then? Then be happy. Now dry your eyes and let's order something for lunch before it's dinner time. Still two hours before Jeff gets home. I'll just have time to get dinner ready. He should be happy with the steak I bought. Maybe a nice filling meal of steak and baked potatoes will make him feel... Make him... <laughs> Change your life, Ralph told me. Could the appointment book really help me? Could it really be that simple? If I'm going to do something, I've got to do it soon. No, now. Where's that appointment book? Ah, here it is. Where do I start? Well, no time like the present. I'll start with today. But what should I change? I know. <laughs> 
This whole life isn't my fault. But I'll take the responsibility of changing it. And I'll change it at the source. Jeff, you're home early. I thought you were going to be late. What's wrong? Rachel, I'm sick. Look at my hands. Oh my god. They're covered in blisters. What is that? A rash? Yeah, but I, I don't I don't know what could be causing it. I mean, no one else in the office has anything like this. Is anything else wrong? Uh, it kind of hurts when I breathe. You know, my eyes are burning. I, I think I got a fever. You should go see a doctor. But maybe in the morning if I'm not any better. Why don't you go take a nap and I'll wake you when dinner is ready. I'm going to wrap my hands in gauze first. All right, let me know if there's anything else you need. Right now, I just want to be left alone. Would you like me to make you a... I said I just want to be left alone. Is that too much to ask for? No. Good. Check on me when dinner's ready. I will. turned out better than I thought. Now, what can I write for Jeff to succumb to next? Can't have him sleep late again. Not with the new alarm clock. How about a flat tire? Yeah, that sounds good. And for tonight, a blinding headache. That way I can enjoy my dinner alone. I'll have the rash disappear. But after lunch tomorrow, I think some projectile vomiting would make a good impression on his co-workers. Then on the way home, the car will run out of gas, and while he's walking to the nearest gas station... What the hell are you doing? Je-Jeff! I... I thought you were sleeping. I couldn't get comfortable. Now, what are you up to? Give that back to me! What is this? It's an appointment book. Jeff doesn't get the promotion. Jeff oversleeps. Jeff gets a horrible rash. What is this? Some kind of sick diary of all the problems I've had lately? It's... Uh, What's this mean? Jeff's late for work because of a flat tire on the car? It's dated tomorrow morning. Anything I write in that appointment book comes true. I'm sick and tired of the way you treat me, and I'm not going to take it anymore. You actually trying to make me believe you're causing this rash and all the other crap that's happened to me lately by writing in this appointment book? Answer me! Yes. If this is true... This can't be true. I'd be living in the twilight zone if it would happen. You're crazy, that's what you are, crazy. This book has a blinding headache scheduled in the next few minutes. I guess we'll know which one of us is crazy. When that time comes, I... God! Jeez! God! God, my head! What the hell did you do to me? It's the book, whatever I write comes true. That was you. All along, it was you. You used this book to ruin my chances at a promotion, didn't you? I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill you for what you've done to me. Jeff, Jeff, what are you doing with that knife? I'm gonna do what I should have done a long time ago. I'm sick to death of you, Rachel. You've done nothing but hold me back. I'm finally gonna remove the last obstacle in my way. You! Please, Jeff. 
You and your miserable apartment book! You think you can stop me with this thing? Here, take it! Make me stop! Don't make me, Jeff. I don't want to have to do this, please. Please, Jeff. Go ahead! <laughs> you must take me for a complete idiot! There's nothing in that damn book that isn't more than simple subconscious suggestion. Nothing more! Go ahead and try and stop me. It's your only chance, because I'm going to kill you. <laughs> there. You wanted this. It's done. You'll never threaten me again, you bastard. What? What's happening to me? I, I can't control my hand. You're doing this. Stop it, Rachel. Stop it. The knife! I can't stop my throat! Cutting my throat! I can't stop! <laughs> <laughs> we went to the step! You did it! <laughs> Hello? Please do Harmon! I mean, how? My husband? My husband just killed himself without me. Has the jury reached a verdict? Yes, we have, Your Honor. What say you? In the matter of murder in the first degree, we find the defendant, Rachel Peterson, not guilty. Rachel Peterson? You have been found not guilty by a jury of your peers. You are free to go. Oh, Ralph. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. You did what you had to do. I know that. I'm just glad the appointment book was able to help. Oh, it helped. It helped in every way. Right down to the verdict you just heard. Seems our friend Jeff wasn't the master of his own fate after all. So it is fitting that his final appointment is here with us, where his schedule consists of only one item, screening in pain, scheduled until further notice. The appointment book was written by Bob Medea and starred Kimberly Forbes, Doug Weeks, Steve Vitello, Wayne Brobman, Susan DeBerardinus, Don DeMay, Amy Trahan, and Bob Medea. Production was by Scott Hickey. I leave you now with a final thought. For some people, the future looks bright. For others, it looks unclear. For those of you who feel the need to inflict pain on others, your future is certain to be here with us, here at the Grist Mill.
Tuesday terror really gets the nerves on edge and gives you a nice, healthy fear of the dark. For a change, catch Bells in the Bat Free, where your nerves will still be on edge, but with a nice, healthy fear of bad puns, silly situations, and absurd plots. Bells in the Bat Free, in Friday Follies and every other week in Sunday Showcase. Just keep telling yourself, it's only a podcast. It's only a podcast.